Hey there, everyone. Samuel here. A uh, quick note about today's episode. It is uh, very, very late. Uh, little explainer. First, the Capitol riot happened as I sat down to edit it. Uh, and then the whole month of January happened where I felt, you know, probably not best to release a episode talking about streaming services in the middle of uh, one of the most uh, contentious periods in American history that I can remember. Um, and then February, I just got into a little bit of a funk. Uh, but now uh, we just went through a huge freeze here in Austin. But I still think this episode is fairly green. The only thing that really dates it is we say WandaVision is coming uh, now if you're up to date. WandaVision has been airing for a few weeks now. We will definitely talk about it when it's done. Otherwise, it's a great episode about what to expect in 2021 in the streaming wars. So thank you for your patience and enjoy. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Culture Vacuum Podcast. I'm your host, Samuel Pole, and with me as always is my co-host, Calvin. Hey Sam, how are you doing this wonderful uh, holiday, holiday wintery season? Yes, winter season. Here we are. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I'm feeling I'm feeling the cheeriness. Uh, we're having uh, 1-9-11 every day still. But, you know, other than that, I got a vaccine, I think. <laughs> Woo! Vaccines. I might get mine in the summer. Who knows? I might get mine when I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in the first two million to be vaccinated and like... I don't know. I've heard from like medical people who are in the medical profession. Mm. They won't. Some are getting their vaccines now. Some won't get theirs until like mid January. So if we won't be done vaccinating the doctors by <laughs> January, I think th- me thinking me me the the child the the idiot thinking oh I'm gonna get my vaccine in like March or April. No, no. no. And then there's to, to kind of get on top of that. Just two things. One. Uh, the deliveries of vaccines that have been coming out, uh, specifically in Minneapolis, which I was at uh, recently, uh, their local newspapers have uh, recorded that they've been receiving less deliveries. And from what I'm hearing, that's actually pretty consistent uh, around the United States. And two, we have a fucking mutant virus that's being developed in yeah. in Britain so that needs probably its own cure when we figure out what the fuck's going on there. <laughs> So, so from everything we know about that, that the the UK virus is just it's more transmittable, but it, it's not vaccine proof yet. But I think that just shows how important it is that we get the vaccinations prop right. Yeah. Because if we don't vaccinate fast enough and people don't take their shots, there's a chance that the virus comes back vaccine resistant and we have to start over again. Yeah, it's almost like we keep getting I don't know what's the word warnings. <laughs> <laughs> that feels weird to say. But yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of incredible. We we have such a, and this is kind of in speaking to the greater whole of just the mess we've been put in as a country. This timetable has been so dragged and slow behind what we where we realistically need to be. Right? I think back to the first uh, bit of um, relief we were getting and aid from the government and how small it was at the time <clears throat> and how after it we heard nothing for like fucking six months and then now when we do hear something because we just got that news too it's like 600 bucks so i we if we just it feels like no one's taking this seriously we're just going to keep go, going this loop of silly as people keep yeah. giving bullshit and silly answers to really serious problems 
Yeah, I'm, I, my entire goal is just, like, wear a mask every time I step outside my door <laughs> if it isn't for exercise until hopefully I get the vaccine. Like, I, so I do, have blood, I, do, I do blood donations regularly because I'm a good person and, I, you know, I can, like, brag to people that I do blood transfusions. Yeah, that's the second donations. thing I've heard about you doing so you can brag, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I, I just, I just want to brag to people and say, hey, look at me. I do blood. I donate blood. What do you do? And, you know, give my middle fingers. I, like, you know. Anyway. Uh, so they've started doing like complementary antibody testing and I got a negative antibody test, which means within the past 90 days, I have not had COVID. Wow. I mean, that's significant because I, I feel like even aren't antibodies, can they show up before you get COVID and can they be COVID a sign that you, okay, go ahead. So COVID antibodies are weird because, um, they expire basically. So mm-hmm. your body doesn't necessarily uh, some people's antibodies last forever. Uh, some people's antibodies die after sixty days. Um, so the fuck you, you really, yeah. <laughs> but the reason that you want to take an antibody test is just to find out if you ever had the virus, because the majority of people who get COVID will get it, not experience a single symptom, and because they think they're not sick, because technically speaking they aren't, they'll just spread it unknowingly. Which has been the greater then, problem the entire time. Go ahead. Yeah. So, yeah. So if we have, yeah. So, all, yeah. So, so 80% of people who get COVID, they get sick. They don't experience a single symptom the entire course of their infection. They spread it that entire time. And then they just have antibodies and then they take an antibody test and they're because, or a COVID test or whatever, or they get an antibody test and they're like, oh shit, I had COVID. Didn't even know it. That's most people. And then 20% of people get sick. And then of those people, a lot of uh, then of those people they experience even worse symptoms uh, a lot of them die and that's the biggest problem with this virus is so many of us are going to get it and never know we had it hence the mask and (laughs) and that's why you should wear a mask yeah even if you're someone even if you're in the 80 percent of people who get the virus and never experience a symptom you should still wear a mask because you'll because you're not experiencing a symptom you won't know that you're sick and think about how much better you'll feel if you do get the test back and it's like oh yeah you did have the antibodies and you didn't feel sick but guess what you'd been wearing a mask which means most likely if you were keeping your distance from people you weren't exactly the biggest danger yeah yeah so basically all that tells me is just like it's been working because you know i haven't felt sick so that means I have either dodged the virus and haven't gotten infected, but if I was infected, I know I've been doing the right thing. Um, but yeah, so I'm just doing my best, waiting for that vaccine, don't know when it's going to happen. <laughs> um, I also don't like know how I'm going to prove I have asthma, because I haven't had an asthma... S- I, I'm still technically asthmatic, but I haven't like had an attack in ages, mm-hmm. and I haven't been to the doctor in a very long time. So my <clears> goal <throat> in January is just to like get a doctor checkup once my new health insurance turns on, and just so I can say, "Hey, doc, I was diagnosed with asthma. Can you can you, can you give me a thing that says I have asthma?" Man, I love those for <laughs> anyone who's listening who lives in a country that offers universal medicine is like, "What the hell is he talking about?" <laughs> It's a way for his fucking insurance to activate like a fucking Power Ranger super super up. See, so you see, my one my last insurance company wanted to charge me uh ninety dollars a month for health insurance with my Obamacare subsidies, and this health insurance company now wants to charge me fifty dollars, which is less. But remember, I was paying eighteen dollars in twenty nineteen oh, for health God. insurance. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of a nine x increase, in, sorry, instead of like. Uh, six ish x wait 
Hold on. Math. Instead of a nearly 5x increase in my insurance costs, it's only a 2.5x increase in my insurance costs. This is a great system. I love it so much. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I have to switch health insurance companies, and I don't know if they're going to have the same... I didn't use my health insurance this year because I was like... I made a checkup for March, and then, well, we all know what happened in March, so I'm like, I guess I'm not going to go to my checkup. But now that the vaccine is here, I'm like, well, I should probably go to a doctor to, like, have a recent medical record that shows I'm asthmatic yeah. so I can get the fucking vaccine whenever it becomes available. I mean, I, I also wonder how that process is necessarily going to work. Like, can you just show up and, like, write down, I got, a, got I the asthma? I don't... If I had to guess, they're going to do it through, like, clinics or something. I don't know. Like... I know UT is going to be a, a vaccination site, but I don't know that's going to be, like, a general pu- public thing. Because, like, mm-hmm. once, like, it opens up and becomes widely available, which, who knows when that's going to happen, then, yeah, you can just go to a place, get your vaccine, and they give you a card and say, come back, and come back at this date for your second shot, and then you're done. But while the vaccine is still getting, you know, rationed to people, <clears throat> there has to be some system to assign it to people. Yeah. So because I'm 23 but asthmatic, I'm at the tail end of the biggest, of the first, like, big group of people that they're prioritizing after healthcare workers and the elderly. Yeah, and presumably, I guess the way they get in contact with you is probably through that yeah. medical information. But yeah, like I, I am, I'm assuming that like unless I have a, a medical record or something that sh- shows, hey, I have asthma. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> my what I'm just going to do now is I'm going to go to a doctor, get a checkup. You know, say, hey, you're too fat. Eat better. Okay, thanks. Uh, also, my lungs don't work, doc. <laughs> and then I assume. I go from there whenever the vaccine becomes available. No clue, though. Couldn't tell you. That would be kind of funny if you responded with J refuse. Or I don't know what that word <laughs> What the French term is. He just, just refuses. He's like, no, I'm not even going to look at your lungs. J'accuse. J'accuse. J'accuse you of lying. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's if we, if we kind of follow... I mean, one thing, you're where you are in the line yet, like how many senators and people have already gotten the vaccination, as well as people who have been talking about like how little effect it's actually going to have on the greater, you know, population or how it's going to be a bad thing. It's just we're living in such a a fucking topsy-turvy world. I can't imagine the United States getting back to normal, even with a vaccination until the end of next year. Don't expect 2021 to like get back to business. Like we'll, we'll talk about this. You know, this is a good transition actually because uh, we have some companies, the Walt Disney Company, who thinks we're gonna be ready to go back to theaters in May, baby. Don't you worry. <laughs> it's very. I mean, yeah, and I'll, I'll agree. We'll see. I have my I have my comments. In, in some cases, I could agree with them. Uh, and in in terms of the the greater whole of movies, it, it is ridiculous what they're proposing. This is not gonna work. Yeah. So, yeah. So last week we talked about <laughs> HBO Max and uh, Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers is basically saying, hey, uh, 2021 box office is pretty dubious at best. We are going to move our slate to HBO Max simultaneously. So at least we as a company can use that to boost subscriptions to the service yeah. and uh, hopefully get people behind, get people into HBO Max. So it's not a, 2021 isn't a total white waste for us because if we push all our 2021 movies back, we have movies ready for 2022 and 2023 that need to get pushed back. Yeah, they didn't really so, waste any time telling the producers or directors or actors in any yeah. of the films. <laughs> and the problem with their plan was, aside from Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot, uh, nobody knew this. Was Is happening. that how you say it? <laughs> uh, yeah, she's Israeli. It's Gadot. Gal Gadot. Gadot. 
I've heard enough uh, horny Israeli men say Gal Gadot. Oh my god, that, uh, that I know how to say. I it. never knew that. Ah, uh, yes, Gal Gadot, uh, Wonder Woman. <laughs> All right, well, you know that that you ha- you heard it here first. Go go ahead. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, well, uh, Gal, Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot, uh, they were uh, they were told about Wonder Woman and they were paid out. They were paid their bonuses, assuming a billion dollars of box office. <laughs> and this is okay, okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> if you if you if you look at how the first Wonder Woman did, that's not a crazy assumption to make. No, but it's also what it's there's a coronavirus going on, and all of this is online, and it's through like the assumption was the assumption was were there not a coronavirus happening, we think that you guys we think this movie would make a billion dollars. Sure, sure. I'm just I guess I'm more laughing at <clears throat> how badly they, they are not expecting this. it to make a billion dollars at the box office this Christmas. Yeah. I mean, they, they also could have just, I don't know, maybe informed people about this plan early enough to have them not be super angry and, and need to take their I mean, bonuses I'm, early. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to that. Anyway, so Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot were told, hey, we're still releasing Christmas, but we want to do a streaming thing. Since the box office revenue is not going to be great anyway, we will buy you out of your back-end bonuses, assuming the movie would make a billion dollars. Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot agreed because that's a pretty reasonable assumption to make for this movie. And they each got like 10 million bucks out of this deal. Wow. Um, everyone else, on the other hand, was given no heads up. Uh, they were not told their movies were going to streaming. And also, what's worse, Warner Brothers is not doing a fair assumption of box office performance for these 17 movies that are being affected by this HBO Max thing. Um, what Warner Brothers is instead doing is a very complicated like bonus and uh, adjustments and like so they're doing licensing fees and stuff like that yeah like they're treating the hbo max run as a licensing fee and whatever the licensing fee is bonuses will be paid out based on that and also since the movies are getting simultaneous release simultaneously released they're basically cutting the targets down so if you would be paid a certain amount of money at 300 million dollars you now get paid that money at 150 million dollars um uh. either way <laughs> Agents, <laughs> talent, not happy about this because they're going to get screwed. And they're right. If you, I'm sure, like if they're now they're getting the details ironed out, they're all very mad that this is happening. Well, yeah, it's not what they agreed to. I, I mean, yeah. and to a certain extent, it's also kind of being done. It sounds like without very much uh, contribution from said agents and actors. Yeah. So they are. Yeah. So their agents and actors are very mad about this. Directors are mad about this. Everyone's mad at Warner Brothers for doing this because they told no one. Yeah. So now Warner Brothers is facing potential lawsuits. They're facing a potential Directors Guild strike. Well, at least Batman's going to say the N word. <laughs> Wait, I mean the F word. Sorry. F word. Sorry about that. F word. <laughs> By the way, yeah, I paused that. I paused that video at that moment and showed my girlfriend, and we laughed at it for five minutes before playing the video and realizing it was going to be the F word. <laughs> just because I was like, we just believed it. We just believed it. I was like, yeah, he's Zack Snyder. He's stupid as hell. <laughs> and so yeah, they're going to. Uh, yeah, so they're. Everyone's mad at Warner Brothers because they're getting screwed out of their bonuses, potentially. And Warner Brothers is now facing a potential Directors Guild strike, a bunch <laughs> of lawsuits. Basically, basically nobody's happy. Who's directing? Uh, Who are the directors? Okay, so, okay, bad. James Gunn, Denis Villeneuve. Um, oh, God, they're going to lose James Gunn again? <laughs> well, well, it wouldn't be. No, the if the Directors Guild strikes, that means every director in Hollywood can't work with Warner Brothers anymore. That's the type of stuff that's... 
Man. By the way, this is just being they're they're considering it. However, here's my, what I think. Okay, I think Warner Brothers should and AT and T. I think they should still carry through this plan. And the way you carry through this plan is you give everyone the Gal Gadot Patty Jenkins deal. You sit down in a room and you all agree what is a fair assumption that we think this movie could make at the box office. Um, some people are not going to be happy with what the final number is, but like, let's be realistic. Tom and Jerry ain't going to be burning the house down. Yeah, it's probably going to make fucking Sherlock and what Watson numbers. That that movie with uh, who's the guy Holmes from Elf? Watson. Holmes and Watson. Ferrell, yeah, equivalent, equivalent. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So yeah, with keeping that in mind, but that that's the only thing they can do because everyone knows the deal that Patty and Gal Gadot got. Um, so. If they don't get that, then they have a strike on their hands. And it's going to be – and the reason Warner Brothers doesn't want to do that is it's going to be very expensive because it's way cheaper to pay a licensing fee to yourself and then pay bonuses <laughs> out on that because the licensing fee will be less than the box office performance. Pay a licensing fee to yourself. I love this country. <laughs> wonderful system. God yeah. bless. <laughs> But yeah, they're trying. Yeah, instead of so, yes, but like, yeah, I think there's they just need to sit down and say, "Hey, Denny, we think Dune could make seven hundred million dollars, sure. and then pay Denny out that way." James Gunn Suicide Squad one did really well. Those Guardians movies, people love them. We think Guardian. We think your <laughs> did Suicide, Suicide Squad one make- do well. Yes, it did. It did, but don't look up the box office numbers for the first Suicide Squad movie. It will make you sad. Okay, okay, I, I won't because I, I remember the movie being so awful that in my head it oh, yeah, goes so behind the the, like the gate of doing poorly. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen, uh, and it made so much money. All right. Well, let's stop talking yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. James Gunn's We Think Your Suicide Squad movie is going to make $900 million. Whatever. Reach a Maybe. number with all 17 movies about what those movies would do. Pay your bonuses out accordingly. Yeah, it's going to be expensive. You're going to lose money, but you're already going to lose <laughs> money. And I do believe that all of these movies going to HBO Max is going to be a great boon for HBO Max's performance uh, in 2021. Yeah, it's it, it's I, interesting because like, I, I I agree in terms of them saying this is the new model for movies just because I, I think media is heading the direction where it's going to be, you know, in theaters you have the theater experience and then you get the online one. But it, it, there's going to be growing pains, I think, to that yeah, transition. Here's the one caveat to that. Wonder Woman 1984 is not out yet. It will be out in three days from when we're recording. So if Wonder Woman 1984 comes out and it doesn't bring a ton of new subscribers to HBO Max, then you're going to see Warner Brothers kind of back off from this plan. But if HBO Max subscribers go up by 5 million or, yeah, if HBO Max subscribers go up by like 5 million or something, Warner Brothers is going to say, oh, this plan's going to work. Let's make a deal with everyone because we think it's going to be worth our time. So I do think it all hinges on how many subscribers Wonder Woman 1984 brings to HBO Max, um, and then they'll go from there. Yeah, I'm also really interested. I I, I think like the idea of having a holiday season um, online release of a big budget film like this, especially one that was fully intended to be shown in theaters. Like I I don't know. I I honestly don't know if people at like, you know, their Christmas parties or with their families are going to want to go through the trouble of setting up an HBO Max account. Maybe that's something they would do. It'll be interesting. Yeah. So, yes, and that that sort of leads into what Disney's doing because the ex- the expectation was Black Widow was still scheduled for May. So, Disney had this investor day call, mm-hmm. and the expectation was that they were going to move Black Widow to Disney Plus. Um, and say, hey, we think we can release some movies at the end of the year, but May is still too soon. 
And that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> Disney said that they are going to keep Black Widow as a theatrical exclusive release. They are moving one movie to They Disney were like, Plus. we talked to Christopher Nolan. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So they, they are moving one movie to Disney Plus, um, but it's not like a full move. So like this Christmas, Pixar's Soul will be a Disney Plus exclusive, and I'm very excited for Soul. That one looks um, really good. Yeah, I'm very excited for Soul. Uh, Soul's coming to Disney Plus for no added cost. However, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, which is their next Disney Animation Studios, the team that does like the studio that does Zootopia, the not Pixar part of Disney. Uh, okay. Um, they're doing a movie called Raya and the Last Dragon, and that is going to be a premiere access movie, which is like Mulan, where it's on Disney Plus, but you got to pay a little extra to get it. And Raya is going to be like Wonder Woman. It's going to be theaters and uh, theaters and streaming at the same time. And we don't know what the premiere access fee is going to be yet, but if it's like 30 bucks, I might see it in a theater if, you know, I feel it's safe to go to a theater mm-hmm. in March. And that's going to be in March. And then in May, I, if I'm not mistaken, May is when Disney's first big theatrical exclusive will come out, which is Black Widow. And they, they, they swear, they swear <laughs> they can release Black Widow <laughs> as a theatrical exclusive. And like, buddy. <clears throat> Just don't do it. Just don't do Look, it. Like, maybe, maybe Joe Biden does the best job of rolling out the vaccine that we've ever seen. Cause he'll, cause he starts Jan 20 and then. So, <laughs> so what? He has months. a month and a half. <laughs> no, he has four months. Joe Biden has four months okay. to fix, to, to get enough vaccines out there that we can see black widow in a theater that isn't socially distanced. Okay. What's well, four months after March. That would be so between March and July. Okay. Yeah, January, no, no, January to May, January to May. When, That's not long. Is how enough. long Joe Biden has to, to, to get all the vaccines. Out. It's like a fucking spring semester. That's not long. enough. <laughs> yeah. That's so, not yeah, that's so that's a big problem. So let's assume like, you know, COVID spread gets under control because mask enforcement becomes good, whatever. The problem is in order to like keep the theaters safe, you have to social distance. Mm-hmm. And socially distanced theaters, I've told the story a million times, me buying one ticket at Alamo Draft House blocks off five seats. That means they've gone from one twelve dollar t- one twelve dollar ticket sale blocked off an additional forty-eight dollars of t- tickets Mm -hmm. for a movie um that adds up obviously um there literally is not enough space in the theaters in the country to generate the type of money that a black widow needs to make money it's almost like Um, our country like i don't know the citizens need to be given a certain amount of money like every week or something to compensate with the lost revenue in all spaces since we're gonna have to social distance and mask up or something i don't know who, who, what am I different going issue. about? Different issue. Uh, but, yeah, so they're just, they're, because of social distancing, it cuts off the number of seats you can sell dramatically. So, keeping that in mind, even if, like, COVID under wraps, we still have to social distance the theaters. You're not, a sold-out theater is not going to generate as much money as a sold-out theater pre-COVID. Um, which is why, like, you just, you have to either move Black Widow back, 
or push it to streaming and write it off as an investment in Disney Plus. So, did you say that they were just planning to like strictly have it be in theaters then? Like no it will plan. Be a theatrical exclusive, no streaming at all. Yeah, that is uh, in, that's in, a in death May. sentence. Like even even if yeah. you're talking the world you're saying, like let's say this goes perfectly and and we get those full theaters, it's like full at what fourth capacity or something. Yeah, yeah. A full theater is like 25% capacity realistically, keeping social dis- even if like local restrictions say you can have theaters up to 50% capacity because of how many seats you have to block off for one ticket sale it's really going to be like 20 to 30 percent depending how many single tickets you're selling Mm -hmm. yeah um, that makes sense we're like if a family obviously if a family buys four seats you're always you're still blocking off seats two seats on either side of that family but at least you've sold four out of eight instead of one out of five but you can't rely on every single you know seat coupling being a group either yeah so yeah so like I just I just do not buy that theaters are going to be in shape enough to house movies to house movies and have them make the type of money that like a, a Black Widow Disney probably wants that movie to make at least 700 million dollars worldwide. Um and if the Chinese box office is back in shape, if the European box office is back in shape, it might get close to that, but you need the domestic box office to get it over that hill. And it's just not. I just. I have doubts. I, I press X to doubt. I feel like the the thinking here is just kind of giving up and saying, "Listen, this country's not going to get things, you know, put together." I. But even in that I'm case, assuming, why wouldn't they put it online? I'm assuming best case scenario. Best case scenario is we're done. Everyone is vaccinated by October. Is things I've heard like that's best case. Like Biden does a really good job. We're done being vaccinated by October is the best case scenario. That means from January 20th, when Biden is sworn in to October, 2021, we have to be wearing masks and social distancing until the inoculation rate hits high enough that we have herd immunity and the virus is considered defeated. Mm -hmm. Um, that means anything that happens between then we got to still social distance. So we don't cause another surge in the virus and make its job and make our job harder. Um, and that's why I'm I'm not assuming America's going to give up. I'm just saying, like, it's going to take a, t- a while. You shouldn't release a movie in theaters. I guess I was more thinking, like, that's, that. that's what the people making the, the decision from the movie standpoint are thinking, is that this just isn't going to be fixed, and fuck it. We're going to make more money somehow being theater exclusive than offering the option to watch it online. Yeah. That's the only and thing like, I can think. You know, May is, May is a little bit away, so... Obviously, you know, if come like April 15th or whatever, uh, they look at theaters and the box office isn't doing great, vaccine rollout isn't doing great, and they, and most theaters still can't sell out even close to what they used to be able to, Disney's going to do something with Black Widow. Whether they move it to Disney <clears throat> Plus or push it back further, who knows, but um, I... I highly doubt Black Widow will be a theatrical exclusive in May. It might still release in May, but... I think there's going to be a streaming element involved. Yeah, I have to imagine so as well. Yeah. So, the, but the rest of the stuff Disney announced is very cool. Um, basically, they, I think Disney Plus in 2021 is going to be huge. So, before we get to the sexy stuff, I want to talk a little bit of like a vegetable biz, of, of vegetable news. Okay. You know, like you got to eat your vegetables, but they're important. So, 
The biggest reason I think Disney Plus is going to have a massive year in 2021 is because of their Star brand. Now, you've probably never heard of Star, but Star is a very big uh, brand outside of the U.S., particularly in Latin America and in Asia. Uh, Star Studios, Disney bought when they bought Fox, and now it's Disney Star Studios. Um, Star is basically, for all intents and purposes, what Hulu is in the United States. It's a general interest uh, platform that hosts more mature content um and you know so think like you know hulu netflix hbo they host kids content and they host mature content in the same service hot star uh, not hot star hot star is a part of star but Ooh, yeah. okay i'm getting there hot star is specifically an indian service and that's already up and running um, Disney, it's now called Disney Plus Hot Star, mm-hmm. and it includes the Disney Plus stuff and includes all the Star stuff, which is like sports and licensed content. It's a different service, and it's only in India. Okay. And I believe they're moving it to like the countries around India, but for the most part, it's just an Indian exclusive service. Star is the brand that you'll see in Europe, uh, the rest of Asia, and in Latin America and Africa as well. That's very cool. So, what. So what Star is, um, depending where you live, it'll be different. So in Europe and parts of Asia, Star will be a new tab in Disney Plus that hosts mature content. Um, You'll have to turn on parental controls to tell Disney Plus which profiles are for kids, which profiles are for adults. And then uh, once you turn that on, you see the Star tab. And inside Star, you'll see all the X-rated... Sorry, Jesus. uh, All the uh, (laughs) R-rated... Well, well, Jimmy, don't use a don't use my account without my permission, all right? Or else you'll be <laughs> you'll be viewing some of my some of my spanky max. <laughs> so yeah, in Star you will see uh, a lot of the R-rated content, so like you know, Deadpool, Logan, Alien, those types of movies. Um, and again, like it'll be general interest, non-Disney franchise related stuff. Basically, everything they bought from Fox. Um, also, you'll see the FX library there. So, oh, that's where that's yeah, going. Yeah, so all the all the FX originals, and then also any Hulu originals that Disney owns outright. So I don't know if that includes Handmaid's Tale, but like Solar Opposites, which is Justin Roiland's, mm-hmm. not Rick and Morty show, that will be on there. Also, like Family Guy, American Dad, Bob's Burgers, oh, The Simpsons, lo- love yeah. love all of them. They're all so different from one another. <laughs> Bob's Burgers is amazing, and I will hear no, I'll hear nothing else. All right, fine. From you, sir. <laughs> so yeah, so Star, it, it, it's just going to be a new tab in Disney Plus, um, and that launches in February, and it'll also come with a price increase because there's more content on the service. But whatever. Um, I think, and then in Latin America, Star will be its own service called Star Plus. Um, and the reason it's its own service is because there's a lot of sports content that Disney owns in Latin America. Mm-hmm. So they want to put, they want to give people a reason to subscribe to that. So Disney plus in Latin America will be like Disney plus in the U S which is Marvel, Disney, star Wars, um, national geographic. Mm-hmm. And those will all be one app. And then star is the general interest app, basically like Hulu here. And if you buy star plus in Latin America, you get live <coughs> sports content plus the Fox Library FX shows. Man, uh, our our media overlords are eating well this season. <laughs> yeah, I think this is good. I think this is how they beat Netflix because they did announce a lot of really cool original shows. I think this is the big kicker though, because 
basically, uh, Netflix is the only game in town in most markets outside of the U.S. If you want to stream, mm-hmm. um, they've had the and they've had the international market to themselves. Amazon for a very Video, long time. Uh, not really. Uh, like Amazon Video is out there, but they didn't like. They're not as big a player as Netflix. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, Amazon Video is basically like a sweetener to get you into Amazon Prime for for as far as oh that's true because you can get it separately yeah so yeah so netflix is really the only player outside of the u.s and because of that um the majority of netflix's growth in recent years has all been international this star is how that is how disney competes with netflix outside of the u.s because they can go out and they can say hey look get disney plus and we have all this stuff for adults too and it's not just how they get more subscribers but also they take market share away from netflix outside of america and it's going to make netflix's growth outside of america really slow yeah so so disney has taken okay so when disney is uh hosting star say in in the countries where they're being hosted on like disney's disney plus platform you're saying that disney as a company purchased that that company then what company star yeah, Star they bought when they bought Fox. Okay, okay. That, so I, I guess what I'm trying to the brand. It's Star is a brand basically. Where where did um, Star originate? Do you know? Uh, it was like somewhere. I think it was in India. Okay, it, it's just interesting because now we have uh, Netflix, which is American, and then Disney Plus, which is also American, and then Apple TV, which is American, and then Amazon Video, which is American. And I'm trying to think of like. Other really big heavy hitters in the media streaming platform and platform sphere. Yeah, so Star, I don't know who started it. It was it was under the Fox banner, um, and then they bought Star Studios when they bought Fox, mm-hmm. and and Star it is known as Hot Star in India, which is a streaming service, but everywhere else they're just calling it Star, and yeah, so. Yeah, sure. that's, that's that's basically yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's just think of it as a think of Star as a brand, and they want everyone outside of America to think Star equals content for adults, and it gives people who don't have kids a reason to sign up for Disney Plus. If you don't really care about Star Wars, it's like, oh, my friends in America tell me about American Horror Story. I should watch that. <laughs> Got bad friends. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean that. Or Fargo, or uh, Legion. Legion. <laughs> love me some. I love F. I love FX, and they're great. I love yeah, Legion. So I think- Here's the thing. I love Legion. I just think it is an incredibly difficult show to sit through. <laughs> That's just yeah. my so opinion. I think, I think I think you're going to see explosive growth on Disney Plus in the international space because of Star. Um, and it's kind of weird because Disney has Hulu here, and Hulu's growth has been pretty impressive. But it makes me wonder. I don't think they'll bring Star to the United States, but if Star works really well, maybe Disney winds down Hulu and just <clears> makes <throat> it another tab in Disney Plus because Hulu is a, is a Hulu has no brand recognition outside of the U.S. Star has no brand recognition in the U.S. Yeah, so they'll be the same tab just by a different name depending where you live. I wonder, like in terms of of Star, like kind of getting in that international. Um, more international awareness in terms of like you know getting people on Disney Plus. I, I wonder if it can't be used as like an entry point for American viewers to watch international content. Similarly, how to and this is such a weird example, but I was just thinking like K-pop has so easily taken over 
like how Americans even consume music to the point where they're showing up on our top like 100 billboards and stuff like that. So I, I think Americans are starting to open up to the concept of having like more international content that's like different in that sense. Does that make kind of yeah, some sense? I, I hear what you're saying, but like I don't think so because Star won't come to the U.S. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it will. You will never see the Star tab. I think if you travel to another country, you might see the Star tab. I don't know if like if how if that'll work. Where if like you know like you you go to the U.K. or whatever Germany and you open Disney Plus, if it will pop up the Star tab, like you know you travel to another country with Netflix and you see new content there Mm -hmm. or if it will say you're not in america sorry can't use your account fuck you (laughs) literal middle finger yeah so yes but i i don't i don't really think so because they're not bringing it here um and i don't know what if any of that content will make it to hulu so they and they do say though that they're going to produce content for local markets and that content will sit on star as well so oh more jobs like that It'll yeah, so it'll just be um yeah, it'll just be a uh, it's gonna be a huge growth accelerator for them I think and like Disney is currently projecting that by 2024 they could have as many as 260 million subscribers just to Disney Plus and something like 300 plus million when you factor in all their other platforms which is Hulu and ESPN Plus and I forget what else so and for reference. Netflix is just under 200 million members right now across all markets. So Disney thinks they're going to be bigger and we don't I don't know what Netflix's projections for 2024 are. So there's a chance that Disney could be bigger than Netflix in just 4 years. Yeah, well I mean like the person at the top doesn't stay at the top forever. No, someone's got to take their place. I I could see it happening easily. <laughs> yeah. That's how they do it. And then they also announced, you know, the sexier, uh, here comes the sexier stuff, which is original content. Um, the biggest, most exciting stuff is um, for <coughs> Marvel and uh, Disney, sorry, Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah, tons and tons of, uh, in terms of like actual projects, tons of projects were uh, announced. Yeah. So they had some updates for existing stuff. So Captain Marvel, uh, sorry, Ms. Marvel is coming sooner than we thought it would. Uh, it's coming now at the end of 2021. Oh, and Ms. Marvel um, is the uh, the other one, right? Yeah. Not the one we it's have the, right now. The little girl. Little girl, that's right. She's the one who's in the Avengers game that no one played. <laughs> <laughs> lo- yes. By the way, her effect in that game looked really cool. It's kind of unfortunate. The animation was, was tight. Yeah, that was a, not a good game. No. Good effect, though. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, so uh they announced Kamala Khan, Ms. Marvel is coming in 2021. Hawkeye is also coming in 2021, I believe. <clears throat> and that's so also means... the other Hawkeye, right? No, no, no. Well, it's Hawkeye training Kate Bishop. Ooh, very cool. And Kate Bishop will probably be the new Hawkeye. Yeah. But yeah, so we think um so this means that there are now going to be five Marvel shows. Unless they messed up. Hold on. I look at the Disney Plus sleep. Hawkeye might be coming in 2022. That's fine. I can wait. I can wait for his haircut. Is he going to get the mohawk again? The ugly uh, fucking no. yeah, terrible mohawk yep, from Endgame? <laughs> so yeah, so we are getting six Marvel shows in 2021. I can't, in total. can't wait to consume all that, that sweet, sweet Marvel content. Five of them are live action. One is animated. So that is... And what's really cool 
is and why I think Disney Plus's American membership is going to explode. So they're going to have growth on two fronts. They're going to have growth in the international market because of originals, but also because they're adding Star, which just makes it a more compelling value if you're not in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, but also in the first half of the year, we're going to have three Marvel shows, and not only are we getting three Marvel shows, they'll basically be premiering right after the last one ends. So we have uh, WandaVision, which is the show about the Vision and uh, Scarlet Witch. That's January 15th. And then after that ends, we're getting Falcon and the Winter Soldier in March. So, you know, assume like six episodes a a series Mm -hmm. Um, or eight episodes, whatever, six or eight episodes. After one show ends, within like two weeks or so, you'll have the next show airing. So WandaVision premieres mid-March. We assume it'll end sometime at the end of February, early March. And then... Instant, we go right into Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which we know is six episodes. And I don't think we know how many episodes Loki is. But once Falcon and the Winter Soldier's done, then Loki premieres. And that's just the first half. Uh, Loki premieres in May. That's just the first half of the year. And because of the way the shows are staggered and because they do a weekly release, if you subscribe in March, if you subscribe in January uh, for WandaVision or whatever, you won't be able to unsubscribe until at least the summer. And you probably won't want to either because most people <laughs> just forget about their subscriptions. I mean, that's the plan, right? I, I have a yeah. feeling like in the end, these brands like Marvel and Star Wars are going to be things that I I mean, I even think about to the extent that Marvel movies were starting to become just like overbearing and that you'd get like three a year or four a year or something. But I mean, that's the plan, right? Yeah. Oh, excuse me. They don't you want probably... you running out of Marvel or Star Wars content ever. You want to be constantly ingested with this. Yeah, and also you probably don't want to unsubscribe because they're doing their first animated show, What If, which looks really cool. That I'm very um, excited for. That that because I actually know that's based off of something that's going to show me something different. Yeah, and then at the end of the year they have Ms. Marvel and Boba Fett, and also Hawkeye's coming in the summer. So you have uh, What If and Hawkeye in the summer. And then you have Ms. Marvel and the Boba Fett show at the end of the year. So the, basically the entire – there will be a few gaps in there. Wait a minute. I thought the Mandalorian the, was the Boba Fett show. Uh, no. The Mandalorian, we, d- we think like they push production back a little bit. So they said once they're done with Boba Fett, they start Mandalorian production. And because the shows have pretty quick turnaround times, the expectation is that Boba <laughs> Fett is – end of december is in december 2021 and then mandalorian is going to start right after boba fett so sometime in early 2022 Hmm. do we know if they're going to be using that new uh uh lighting system not lighting system but the whole like uh led screen system for all these productions well yeah they brought it back for season two or for for the marvel show yeah i'm I'm saying expanding upon like their other stuff i think the marvel shows for the most part shot on location well, they That's are quite they bit, they're they're more like very big and bombastic in cities and whatnot. So I could see that. Yeah. So ba- so back to my yeah. So ba- back back to the point. Uh, they were so we we have for the entire year a reason to stay subscribed to Disney Plus. Where like the reason that I had a Disney Plus membership throughout 2021 was because my dad bought the annual membership last November and just it rolled over. And <laughs> Mandalorian season two was back when it started up again. It's the new Amazon so, Prime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there wasn't really a lot to watch on Disney Plus throughout 2020. We were supposed to have our first Marvel show by now. Uh, I believe Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to be like sometime in August, whatever. Uh, but obviously that didn't happen. So now 
the first half of the year, we have a Marvel show rolling into the next one for the entire first half of the year. And then a little gap in the summer, it looks like, and a little gap in the fall. And then winter, you have Ms. Marvel and Boba Fett. So that's a huge reason to subscribe and stay subscribed for the entire year if you haven't already. And and all throughout all of this, I feel like I've heard, like, kind of jack shit from Netflix. But also, I'm not, like, really privy to their advertising style. I think- yeah, because, like, Netflix... Netflix is different because they don't really advertise a lot of shows way in advance. Yeah, I, but that's also – that's kind of what I was going to say. Like their advertising style is like literally just putting up a YouTube video for a trailer for something that gets tweeted out by like one of their various accounts. Yeah, so like the way Netflix does is basically like, they have a deluge of content and they trust and they, they, they trust the ever-wise the ever algorithm to get content to you. Uh, so like something like The Queen's Gambit, which like – I don't know how or why The Queen's Gambit became huge. I liked The Queen's Gambit quite a bit. I don't know why that became the big show on Netflix everyone talked about for two weeks. So it wasn't planned. That's That was algorithmic. Yeah, yeah. The algorithm showed that show to enough people, and then algorithm plus word of mouth turned The Queen's Gambit into the new hit show. I just figured lots of people were, I guess, excited about it or something? I don't I don't know. No one can explain it. Why did Tiger King become huge? Well that I understand. <laughs> Come now. <laughs> Please say Umbrella Academy. Love the Umbrella Academy. Uh and they're doing season three, but like that okay. show didn't yeah. seem to hit that one really big. That know? one was kind of an oddity. Okay, you know, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like yeah, so like it and also like it doesn't happen a lot. Like for the most part, like nothing is on Netflix and you're like, why am I subscribing to this? And then they have like one show that gets you every six weeks and that's the reason you stay subscribed or it's your fucking list of things that you just like oh i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna watch that i'll get that i'll watch it eventually (laughs) yeah so julie alexander is a great journalist um she made some predictions for like how streaming is going to be covered and she basically ran down all the services and she was like peacock no one's gonna talk about it paramount (laughs) plus no one's gonna talk about it hbo max uh, there will be some articles about some sh- a handful of their shows, uh, but no one's going to talk about it. Netflix, there will be one show that hits every few months. It'll get two weeks of coverage, and then no one will talk about it ever again. And then she, her big prediction, and I agree with her, Disney Plus, every single big original is going to get week-to-week coverage of recapping every episode, get that sweet, sweet SEO, and we will be talking about these shows their entire run because Disney Plus has the most eyeballs on it. Yeah, no, I, I totally see it. They they've essentially they've spent the past God. I I used to I used to say ten years, but I guess it's probably longer. Just creating and building this collection of IPs, and then creating the infrastructure to have the streaming. And now just the two are hand in hand, creating essentially a never ending stream of content of of just like stories that a lot of times a lot of the time have already been written. Right? If they go off like comic books or previous Star Wars stories. oh okay just make your point again in case uh in case it got corrupted oh yeah sure 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 um so yeah essentially all i was saying was that it they've set themselves up with these properties that have a backlog of both fans uh you know people who like understood the properties as they were comic books in marvel's case or as they were movies in star wars case and then you know previously uh, loved stories. I mean, you have like Civil War, which they were able to kind of turn into their own thing, but also have the name recognition and branding for the fans to go see. Um, or, you know, other Star Wars type stories. It, they, they essentially just have this never ending 
spew of content that they're kind of able to create that's always going to have a base of people who at least recognize it based upon just name recognition alone and then they are now what's like like as you're saying what's written about weekly in the uh popular concept or popular um what's the word lexicon or something it's it's kind of the perfect storm for a service to have like yeah for hbo max apparently the snyder cut is coming in march oh who cares so I said that too quickly. What is it, like seven minutes of extra content or something? No, it's it's massive. <laughs> All right, fine. How many parts also, is Batman's it? Batman's going to say the F word. You, you know what? If he if he says the F word, I, I, I don't... Ah, we, mm, even just thinking about it, you've made me angry now. <laughs> just just bringing up the Snyder Cut. I, I don't want to give the man the attention. But yeah, I am. I'm very excited for uh, for the for the Snyder Cut, and I think that's going to get week to week coverage. Yeah, like, I think they're doing it in four parts. Do you think they're going to break apart the Martha scene again, and we're going to have a ton of people talk about how it's actually like super intelligent? <laughs> oh, they deconstructed the Martha scene. Oh man, it's actually about how he, you know, he's like uh, a man of like deep uh, some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Get the I, fuck yeah, out so of I here. think like the Snyder cut is definitely going to get the same kind of like Marvel esque week to week coverage, but like HBO HBO Max is a lot of great stuff. Like the flight attendant on HBO Max, love that show. Really, um, I haven't, I haven't watched John that one Wilson. yet. How to with John Wilson, really good. Um, the, uh, and that's just those are Max originals, and of course they have you know the HBO library that is consistently great. So HBO Max is a great service and I like being subscribed to it. And I watch more stuff on HBO Max than I do on like Netflix really. But all that in mind, they don't command the same type of attention and pop culture and SEO generation that Disney plus is going to. No. And I imagine uh, Disney plus is just in all honesty, more open to the average person. I think the average person finds you know, they, they like Marvel films, they like Star Wars, even if they don't get either property. And when I, when I say get, I mean, I say that in a very exclusive, exclusive way, but I, I more or less mean whether or not they were fans of the properties before Disney took ownership, they've become so generalized and, and, and so recognizable that now just everyone's a, a you know, quote unquote, fan of Marvel or Star Wars. Yeah, so the um, what do you call it? So in in twenty twenty two, they're kicking up their Star Wars uh, production into into higher gear. So in twenty twenty one, we only have Boba Fett, and then twenty twenty two, we think Mandalorian season three, and then the Cassian Andor series about which is more about like the the edgier, darker side of the rebellion, um, and then also possibly the Ahsoka Tano show, uh. Is is happening in 2022? Plus, they're sorry. They're also doing some uh, animated some animated projects. Like they have a lot of really cool Star Wars stuff, specifically for Disney Plus, and that starts in 2022. So, and also there's gonna be more Marvel stuff. Like they're doing a Secret Invasion series. Ooh, uh, it's about fucking time (laughs) with Sam Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn. So. and also She-Hulk, and I believe Moon Knight is also coming in 2020. I feel like I've been seeing so, that everywhere, but come on, isn't that going to be too goofy? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> when you when you look at it as when you look at this as a whole, 2021 they have a really impressive lineup, and by and it's funny when I say it's an impressive lineup when like really it's like 
seven shows and <laughs> i'm saying seven shows is impressive when you look at the stuff that netflix netflix pisses seven shows <laughs> they made they made seven shows while we were recording this podcast <laughs> Reed Hastings scoops some coffee, and seven shows fall off the edge of his coffee ma- of his coffee maker. <laughs> they all get recommended to my mom. <laughs> but yeah, so they have seven shows that are staggered out enough in the year that'll give reason people a reason to stay subscribed. Twenty twenty two, they'll have even more going in there, um, and then twenty twenty three and beyond. We assume the output will become consistent enough where there will always be a new Marvel or Star Wars show on Disney Plus. Yeah. And then you'll never leave. <laughs> yep. That's how they that's how they get you. Eventually we'll be living in Ready Player One, uh, but somehow worse. It's empowered. It's imp oh, it is impossible to be worse than Ready Player One, Calvin. <laughs> I imagine. How dare. What was his solution? Uh, we still have the uh, we still have the place, but you can't go in on Thursdays and Tuesdays or something. Yeah, take a day off from the internet, guys. <laughs> Fucking hate that. I hate that stupid book. <laughs> All right. Uh, so does that cover? Does that cover Disney news? That covers Disney news. Well, that yeah, means that, that's basically it. They're they're primed. They're primed for execution, for power. <laughs> they're coming for your wallet. They're coming for my wallet. To make the Death Star analogy, it's a Death Star. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Uh. They're they're they're. I can't. No. I I tried, and then I remembered. I don't understand Star Wars. <laughs> Death Star. That's the one with the big laser, right? Yep. All right. No. They're gonna they're gonna use their big laser on your wallet. There we go. Got him. <laughs> Yeah, but but something another company came for your wallet recently, didn't it, Sam? Yes, <laughs> came so, for your wallet Apple. hard. <laughs> we knew there was a surprise announcement from Apple coming. Who knew what it was going to be? I think you it did. Turns out, sorry, go ahead. Uh, we, we we had some speculations. What we thought it was going to be uh, AirPods Max, and uh, when it got leaked and confirmed that it was that, I told Calvin uh, what the AirPods Max were. I'm gonna. What did I tell you they were going to be? Because I know it was a lie. Whatever I told you turned out to be completely wrong. <laughs> it was it was a little bit different. Well, to be fair, what they released were barely fucking headphones. Like they've they don't really make normal products, so I don't blame you for getting it a little bit wrong. Okay, so okay, here's here's our exact text exchange. This is the night before the AirPods Max launched. Apparently, AirPods Studio. We thought the name was AirPods Studio for yeah, one, yeah. is launching tomorrow. Oh, sheesh! I might buy that, depending on what they actually are. And I ran through what the rumors were. Rumor was there are two models: Sport Classic that is priced. That's right. You had two models. <laughs> no, that, and that is still the rumor. Yeah. Um, Sport made of plastic that is price competitive with Sony and Bose, and some kind of premium model that uses leather and metal that hits $600 potentially. So I hope they have feature parity. And then you said, if they do, I'd go with the cheaper model. Any pro features like noise canceling and special audio expected? Yeah. Oh, damn. Spatial audio. Um, Oh, damn. They'll have the best sound. I'm definitely interested. Yeah, they're going to launch pretty early, so keep your eyes peeled. 5.30 PT AM, which that, that ended up happening. Uh, And then Apple support was told to expect new SKUs. Okay, so basically, like, this is why we need these, uh, these were coming. Mm-hmm. And then you said, that's a good point. The design is probably what I'm going to judge it on. Sound quality for most headphones above $100 tends to be good. Really, I'll be comparing them to Sony's M4s. I'm not sure on the name. Okay. So then they launched, and there was only one model. <laughs> and that was the $550, so a $50 savings. I'm, I'm uh, AirPods Max. They're made of metal 
and uh, they were made of metal, and that's why they cost so much money, I guess. And They're... I said, ha, 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 fuck you. And then, like, 20 minutes later, I bought them. <laughs> so. but, I mean, is that not... Is that not what you do before you buy any Apple product? Like, let's be honest. It's always, ha, 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 I'm not paying for that. Wait, why'd I order it? <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for these for all. So anyway, yes. I bought and now have AirPods Max. They're very nice. I love them so much. And I will not I will not be bullied by you, Calvin. No, no. I'm done with the bullying. I'm tired of it, man. I, it gets me no pleasure because you do seem to enjoy the headphones. So I can't really bully you anymore. <laughs> but yeah, so... I here's we'll talk about what these things are and then like why I'm skeptical about AirPods Sport or whatever they're going to call them. Mm-hmm. Um but I those might still come but they're not I don't think they're going to be these headphones but the ear cups are made of plastic. I don't <laughs> think it's going to be that. So can you kind um, of like I mean what what are they? You know? So they're they're AirPods so Max. AirPods Max over ear headphones uh that provide noise cancellation they're wireless and just like airpods they do seamless uh they're rock solid connection really good sound quality Mm -hmm. uh noise cancellation Uh, if you watch a movie on an iphone or an ipad you get dolby atmos sound really cool stuff um they're over but this time they're over ear instead of in-ear and i prefer over ear to in-ear for like indoor stuff like in-ears are fine and i like them for when i'm working out but i really don't care for them when i am uh, indoors just relaxing listening to music or like on a plane or something like that Mm -hmm. so i prefer over ear noise canceling headphones um to in-ears like i've flown with airpods pro and it always just feels i don't like it they're not that comfortable to wear for a long plane ride and similar kind of similar to airpods pro but i assume a little bit better is they have a don't your uh airpods max have like a vent system on each ear cup so it's not Uh, yeah they're there is like vents for like to let air in to like for bass, I assume. Cause like I've, I watched a move, I watched the Lord of the Rings with these. Cause there's the, they just did the 4K remaster with Dolby Atmos. Mm-hmm. Um, and like th- these things have bass and like, and like for like, I felt my ears rumbling. Oh, wow. When, when like the bassy parts of the movie played that I didn't get that with music to be clear. Like mm-hmm. the, they don't, they're very balanced. The bass is very balanced for, mu- for music, but for movies, Oh my god, these things, like, your head shakes when there's a big action scene going on and the volume's cranked up. Who is, okay, so yeah, one thing that I found interesting, though, is you're you're talking about, like, a lot of situations I presume you're using this in are indoors, right? Would you, like, wear these headphones outside, like, around? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) They are are very heavy. I I heard that. Yeah, the ear cups and the headband are both made of metal, and they're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and the headband does a good job of distributing that weight, but it's not the type you you would not want to wear these running. The bounce kind of ruins it. These are headphones you can walk around the house in. These are headphones you can like you know keep on when you're on the airplane. You get up to go to the bathroom. Uh, you can walk, but like you, if you go running in these, or you jump, like you feel that weight. Yeah. Um they are very comfortable when you're stationary or moving slowly though. It's just, you know, they're they are not designed for <clears throat> rigorous activity. Um and, I wouldn't even say these are good headphones to walk around in the streets on. And and something else the headphones came with uh par- that you got thrown in there with your 550 bucks uh was it was a a, a little case, right? <laughs> or a- Yes, the case. The case is the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I hate I hate it so much. Can you it's, talk about the case? It's it's awful. There's, <laughs> I can't say anything new about the case. It's horrible. I don't know why explain, they chose to do explain it. Explain to the listeners what the case does. I mean, I'm sure they're curious. <laughs> so, 
we thought at first that the case was that you needed it to put the headphones to sleep when you were done with them. That's not true. They do go in the, the way they function is basically identical with or without the case. However, the case, it's just a little thing it has magnets in it and it puts the headphones to sleep instantly. And then after 18 hours, they enter low ultra low power mode where without the case, they enter ultra low power mode after 72 hours. So, but apparently the battery drain isn't that bad either way. They're good enough at power management, sort of like an iPad. That's like you can so charge an interesting. iPad. To, you can charge an iPad to full and then leave it there, and then like a week later, it's still gonna have most of its charge left. That's basically how these AirPods work. Like after three days, the battery drain isn't going to be dramatic enough that you'll be concerned. Yeah, and they have twenty hours of listening um, when you're using them for all day. So they have pretty good battery life not not industry leading but they're pretty good yeah okay so so really good sound quality pretty decent battery life you can use them indoors what would you say is the best comparison for these headphones do you have a pair that you think like they would compare really well to so like everyone wants to compare them to the sony x uh m4 xm3 xm2 that the sony basically the sony headphones that kicked bose's ass those headphones yeah um I had the XM3s. I sold them to help pay for these. Um, and, but like, I was also note like I bought these for myself, and then I told my dad about them, and he said, "Hey, do you want that to be your Hanukkah present?" So <laughs> I got these as a present. Yeah. Um, but think, but I thought I was going to get them for myself. So, uh, yeah. So I, I had the XM3s, and they're good headphones. Like the noise canceling was really good. I would wear them on planes. They got a little hot in the ear. I don't get as hot in the ear with the AirPods because the memory foam pads are like mm-hmm. slightly better ventilated. They're not like, you know, they don't let a bunch of air in, but they, they cool better than traditional pads. My issue with the XM3 was always like the build quality was kind of dog shit. Um, like they were like cr- the plastic was creaky. Um, the ear cups weren't the, like the nicest. Mm-hmm. I hated like if you're wearing them in bed, you could not lean over on your side. It, was horrible just not a thing you can do in the x in the sony headphones and build quality is something i feel like um apple probably does a lot better yeah and obviously like these are made of metal versus plastic of course these are going to feel more sturdy than plastic headphones but also the sony's cost two hundred dollars less when they're on sale (laughs) you could in in the specific situation and i believe at a certain point next year you will reasonably be able to buy two sony uh, 1,000 XM4s for the price of one of these uh, AirPods. I think you packs. can. I think the sale the sale price is like 278. So like three dollars more. It's 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 a six dollar difference. <laughs> so if you buy two Sony's versus one of these. I mean that kind of leads me to you're saying you really like them, but are they worth two WH 1,000 XM4s? Answer that, I can't answer that question. All I can say is they sound better than the XM4s. Like, I enjoyed listening to these way more than I enjoyed listening to music on the Sonys. Like, it's the type of sound quality where, like, you hear something different in sound in music before that you didn't. Mm-hmm. That's the type of thing that, like, you would need, like, a very expensive vinyl setup with fancy amps and stuff. Um, Apple's, they're sourcing from 256 kilobit AAC connect, AAC encoded streaming music. Oh, and okay. Which is very low quality, basically. It's like it's not like horrible, but it's not. It it could be better. And they're sourcing from that's what the iPhone transmits, and they are using the processors in this in these headphones to turn that into something better than what it than what it <laughs> is otherwise. Isn't that and similar to what a, the um the HomePod's using? Yeah, 
basically. Yeah. So they're taking fairly low res audio and turning it into very good sounding audio. Yeah. And I think like if Apple developed their own lossless audio codec and then uh, sold an Apple Music HD tier, I think these things would sound even better and they would rival audio file quality headphones. But right now, I do think these sound better than the Sony's. And in terms of media consumption, these blow every other headphone out of the water. I cannot wait for traveling to become a thing again so I can watch movies on an airplane with these headphones. Yeah, I have to say, like, for, for me, that's the biggest thing. You, you kind of hit on it was the sourcing um, I think their <clears throat> kind of adaptive sound solution is very cool. I think an HD tier in Apple Music would be something I would definitely go for and would be what would most likely turn me on to one of their, you know, AirPods Max. But even in this case, with, for 550 I feel like I would want to wait for a cheaper edition. This does yeah, feel kind no, of Gen so- 1 to me. I don't think it's Gen 1. Like, I think it's... They're very well designed. They feel like a complete product. Um, the one thing I would change is not really even the like the case. Yeah, it should come with a hard shell, but you can buy a hard shell. The one thing I would change is USB-C over Lightning. Other than that, I think these are a complete product that, like, if you buy them, you can feel confident they will work very well for the length of time you would expect headphones of this price to last. Yeah. Like, they even have magnetic swappable ear cups. Like... That's a type of feature you only build into something you expect people to use for a very long time. I do. I did really appreciate that. That that is cool. They're a bit pricey, but so is everything else that fucking company yeah, sells. Like, also, like if the ear cups last for two years and the headphones last for five to seven, <clears throat> then one ear cup replacement after two years is going to be fine. Yeah. For me, I think it's going to be next design. I'll, I'll definitely just want to see where they're going to go next in terms of. Headphone yeah. technology, maybe so, even like AirPods Pro twos. That might be more. Yeah, where I, go. I, I I do think I do the I do think these sound like better than the Sony's and the Bose's of the world. I think they sound amazing. Um, and I, for me, the comfort is there. Like they're very comfortable to use. But yeah, for for this price, most people should not consider this. However, I don't think the the sport variant or whatever they're going to call it, AirPods Max SE, whatever they're going to call it, mm-hmm. they're probably going to call it Max SE. Ugh, just terrible naming. <laughs> I like their um, SE line. I think it's fine. Yeah, but Max SE sounds horrible. Yeah, no, that does sound bad. But AirPods yeah. Max sounds bad too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, AirPods Max SE, whatever they call them. I don't think these are. I don't think those are going to be the exact same headphones, but with plat, but with cheaper materials. I think it's going to be a different driver system too. Um, so yeah, these are forty millimeter drivers. I would have to guess that maybe Max SE are like twenty to thirty millimeter drivers. Um, maybe they aren't over ear, maybe they're on ear headphones, stuff like that because, or like smaller ear cups. So like, it's not as spacious. So if you have a bigger head, they're not as comfortable, but I do think they'll still have, you know, noise cancellation. I do think they're going to have spatial audio. Um, but they're not going to sound as good because the drivers aren't as good. Uh, The drivers are probably going to be cheaper on them. Mm -hmm. Um, but if they add sweat resistance and the price is right, you know, it comes to that. Everyone's scrapping it at this two hundred fifty to four hundred dollar tier. So if they can get a headphone that lines that just goes right down there and it has all the seamless Apple stuff and it has spatial audio and all you're <coughs> sacrificing over AirPods Max is um, not as good an audio driver, 
I think those, even those headphones would be better than the Sonys and the Boses of the world. The AirPods Max would just be for the audiophiles, quote-unquote. <laughs> I don't know if I could say that they'd be better. I definitely think they'd be competitive, as opposed to where the AirPods Apple's Max are now. sound processing is good enough that I'm, I'm willing to predict that they'll be better. I guess we'll have to see. In terms of sound. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, like, who fucking knows when we're going to get these? Like, we know... Uh, the other thing is like Apple has like H1, which is their their audio chip. Um, H1 is a platform is something it looks like they're going to be extending for a very long time. Like these have H1 chips, AirPods three, which are expected to replace the base model AirPods, both of them, mm-hmm. um, and are expected to come out so- sometime early next year. Um, those are going to have H1 chips, so. Maybe we don't see AirPods sport until they start making headphones with an H2 chip, you know? Yeah, possibly. And whatever, like, that'll bring with it. Yeah. But yeah, the, uh, yeah, so the AirPods Max, my review of them is they're very good. I'm not an audiophile, but, like, I, I, I like these headphones a lot. I was waiting for them, and I'm happy I have them. Thank you, Dad, for the nice Hanukkah (laughs) present. Gosh, yeah, at least you're being open about it. You know, listener, take that for what you will. <laughs> I want to be clear. I could have afforded these headphones. I, I had the money for them, but, you know, it was a, it was a nice gift mm-hmm. either way. But, uh, yeah, I I definitely enjoy them. Uh, I'm very excited to see where they go from here. And I, like, I don't expect the, the sport version to come out very soon, you know? Mm-hmm. It might take a full year. I don't think it's going to be like, oh, in March, they're going to come out with a cheaper one. No, they're going to let these sit on the market for a while, and then after nine months to 12 months they'll come out with all right sport one is my prediction at least we'll we'll come back to to listen and hear if sam eats his words in a week when a leak passes that they're going to release fucking just four variants of of well we know they're planning stuff for march like a new apple tv thank fucking god oh that was the other thing i meant to say um these things need apple tv support uh, yesterday i'm sorry they don't have apple tv support what (laughs) you can pair them to an apple tv you can't get spatial audio from an apple tv though oh oh that well can you get spatial audio from any other devices from an apple tv no, the only audio devices that work with spatial audio right now are the iPhone and the iPad. Okay, well, then I kind of get that. Imagine, Calvin, imagine if you will, mm. you have a nice OLED TV, it's the best screen in your house, but your girlfriend, she's a nurse, she works so hard, she needs to sleep, and, and you don't want to watch your favorite show on your phone or computer with headphones. I want to do that. Oh, but you can pop in your AirPods, I'm gonna pop and in all of a sudden AirPods. you're getting a Dolby Atmos experience, Ooh. but you're still watching the best screen in your house. This is a really nice screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I was commenting the uh, my, my inner voice. <laughs> Let the people of the... Yeah, I don't care. It's probably going to take new hardware. I don't care. I will buy it. If the Apple TV, if the new Apple TV, I need two things from this new Apple TV. <laughs> I need it. This is have, a list of your demands. <laughs> these are my demands. <laughs> Apple, these are my demands. He's holding a gun and shaking furiously in your hand. Tim? <laughs> I need neural engine accelerated upscaling. Basically, what NVIDIA does with DLSS on the NVIDIA shield. Dude, I was going to tell you, by the way, real quick, I started using image sharpening instead of DLSS. No, in partnership with DLSS, completely fixed my problems. Thank you, NVIDIA. Nice. Yeah, I need uh, NVIDIA. The NVIDIA shield does DLSS upscaling as well. Um, So I want a neural engine accelerated upscaling, which is Apple's AI thing. I want 
<laughs> for HD content to 4K. And also Apple. I need, <laughs> um, I need, I need spatial audio support on AirPods. And also... <laughs> I need those two things, Apple. Give them to me. <laughs> He's such a greedy boy. Forty-eight hours to respond. There's a fucking timetable on this shit. <laughs> God damn! Um, All right, well, well, listen. If the th- Apple TV has those two things, I will buy it instantly. I don't care what you charge. I will buy it. So either uh, Sam's gonna be here next next time, or he's gonna be with the FBI. Wherever he is, we'll we'll get him on. We'll we'll talk about how Apple responded to his uh his demands, his threat, as it were. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> but yeah, the uh, other other than that, that's that's what I need from 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 you, Apple. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> it would make think of how many headphones you'd sell if you can say, oh wow, you can pair. Like that's been a thing about the Roku forever. Like you can plug your headphones into the Roku remote and get shitty stereo audio. Now imagine if you could do that, but it sounded good. Crazy. Yeah. No, that'd be great. Who wouldn't want that? Suckers. I, I love using Suckers it on the Roku. Want that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's our show. Uh I don't know what I mean, I don't want to recap the year 2020. It was too much. No, I'm not gonna fucking no, fuck that. Absolutely not. You can't make, you can't make me. <laughs> what? So yeah, I guess. If people ask guess, me what happened in 2020, I'll tell them literally talk to someone else. I'm not talking to you <laughs> about what yeah, happened in 2020. Were, Daddy, we learned about 2020 in school today, and my parents and our teachers told us to ask our parents about it. Ask your oh, teacher. teacher. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta ask your teacher. Their teacher's young. Their teacher's younger than you, and was born in 2022 or whatever. That's perfect. Good. They're, they're going to have a great perspective. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to recap this year. I, my brain. I, I just want to forget it. Well, here's to next year where we all get immunized um, and hopefully uh, society doesn't fall. I think we'll be good. I think yeah. we got another few years. Yeah, we'll see, you, we'll see you next year unless, again, some big fucking news comes out. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see you next year. Uh, stay safe. Have, have a safe happy, uh, happy Hanukkah. Happy Merry Christmas. Uh, happy Kwanzaa uh, and, and all the other ones that I, I'm not remembering now. Great, Good, good for I you. I think it's just the Good for happy Holland days. Yeah, and if if you're an atheist, fuck you. <laughs> As an atheist, I love you. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.